0: allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody, always feel that you count, always feel that you have worth, and always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Hey y'all, it's your girl Kristen Joy, and we are back for another episode of party of one. This is a very special episode because it is our season one season finale. So this is going to be our last episode until 2020. So I am extremely excited and just looking forward to all that Season 2 will bring, and I'm just so grateful for all that Season 1 has brought to us. But let's get right into this episode. How have y'all been? Like, have you been drinking your water? Have you been eating correctly? Going to the gym? Did you do your budget yet? I need to know how you guys are doing, especially while we're on our break. Still let me know. Still check up. I'm going to still try to be healthy and hold my own self accountable. I have been doing pretty well. I just have to be strict again, and I just honestly am at the end of the year, and I really just don't feel like doing it, so we're going into holiday season, and I'm going to just make conscious decisions, I'm not going to say that I want to try really hard, I'm going to make conscious decisions to still be healthy and still end the year with my weight loss goal that I wanted to end it with, so just making sure that I stay there and then start strong again in 2020. I am so excited for this episode because not only is it our last episode, but for this Week, I am going to be doing something new for our season finale. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's get into what's on the menu. So what's on the menu is a segment in our podcast where we will just discuss the topic for this week's episode. So this week's topic is from brokenness to blessing. This comes from the workshop that I spoke at at the beginning of October. And it really just points on detox and just I will give you six different ways of how you can detox effectively in walking you through the art of detox. So take a listen. Today I am going to be talking about detox and we have definitely learned about healing and we've learned about self-identity and setting those boundaries. So last but not least we're going to detox to get us through what we're going through and then get us onto the other side. So Detox. So as you guys know, everybody, I'm like with company because we all break down words. So detox means a process or a period of time in which one abstains from or rids the body of toxins or unhealthy substances, detoxification. So um, with that being said, to make sure we're all on the same page, what we're going to be doing in this segment is getting time to get rid of those toxins that are in our body that are hindering us. From our future and for all that we're trying to be and become in life. So, I have a demonstration that I'm going to be using. So, here is a mirror. So this mirror represents a reflection of ourselves. So as you see, I'm looking at myself, okay, look pretty good, look pretty good. So <laughs> um, this reflection of ourselves is just how we view ourselves. When we look in a mirror, we're viewing what we see. We see things that we like, we see the things that we want to change, and everything of that nature. Um, so I want us to remember this picture as we go throughout this um, session, okay? All right. So if I had to title this session, I would title it From Brokenness to Blessing and brokenness means forcibly separated into two or more pieces or fractured and blessing means god's favor and protection or a beneficial thing for which one is grateful of something or th- or brings well-being so if i had to put those together it would say god's approval support or liking of for someone or something and the pre- prevent The prevention of someone or something from suffering harm or injury. That would be my definition. So in life, we go through different levels. And every level that we go through, we have to learn and become new people in those levels. So when you're on a level, you can do one of three things. You can either take a step back and go back to that previous level and redo it all together. You can repeat the level that you're currently on because you're not ready to move forward. Or you can move on to that next level and take on that next giant. That's good. So in order to get to your next level, You must detox in the current level that you're in. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to give you guys six steps as to how you can effectively detox. And I like to call it the art of detox. So step one is to get woke. So if everybody knows what the word or the term woke means, woke means to just be awake, essentially. Um, you're observant to what's going on around you and you are no longer desensitized to it. So a lot of times when we're going through lies, we go through things like Angela was talking about in healing. We go through things and we have to choose whether or not we're going to claim that and then work through that healing. So in the get woke stage, we're going to be identifying the things in us that have broken us. And so here I have pieces of a mirror that are broken. And so when we go through life and we go through different scenarios, we get our broken pieces. And the crazy thing about glass and a mirror is when you break it, you now have an entire different view. So every time you break a mirror, you get a new view and a new perspective on the situation. So remember that, that as we're going through life, we're still a mirror, but now that we're being broken and now we have to identify the places and the areas that we need to detox, we now have our different perspectives. So um, this— During this season of being woke, you will um, come in contact with different people, and different people have different opinions, and you'll go through where they're telling you how they feel about your situation. So you have to figure out, first off, if these are even healthy people to even be giving you advice or if it's just their opinion. So you need to know enough about your situation to be able to know what the healthy side of it looks like and what the unhealthy side of it looks like. Looks like. So that's what we're going to be learning and get woke. So once we figured out what we're going to be detoxing from, now we're going to step two. Step two is what you have is enough. So in step two, we're going to be creating a plan. So without vision, the people perish. So Every time you're looking for something to do, you're looking to take on a new venture of life, you also want to make a plan. We, as humans, are not going to follow other people. If somebody came to you and said, you know, I have this great idea. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know what we need, and I don't know who I need to help me, but come on, let's just go and do it. You're not going to help those people, and if you are, we need to talk. But you're not going to help those people because they don't even know what it is that they're looking for to have done. And we do the same with ourselves. So we set out for a goal, and we I like to use New Year's resolutions. We all set a New Year's resolution, and we say, you know, I'm going to get out there for years. Mine was I'm going to get out there and lose weight. And I feel like at the end of the year, I had gained more weight than I started, so I don't really know how that New Year's resolution was happening. (laughs) Um, But the way that the New Year's resolutions work, I did some research on them, and over 75 percent of us do not complete our New Year's resolution in the first 30 days. So we're not even committed in the first 30 days, let alone 365 days. We've already fallen off. And then at the end of the year, only 8 percent of us will complete our new year's resolution so in detox we have to really figure out like are we going to commit to this to be able to even create the plan? Because, like I said, you guys aren't going to be following anyone that's leading you blindly. So why would you follow yourself who's blindly leading you through life? So I want to take a look at a story of Adam and Eve. And the cobrates touched on it in the beginning so we kind of know the background. They were in the garden. There was one tree they could not eat of. Well, my girl Eve, you know. Yeah, my girl Eve. I appreciate she her um so Eve she had everything she needed or wanted right at her fingertips in the garden but instead of her using what she had and believing that what she had was enough she decided to go out of her way and fall into temptation and go with the tree that she was not supposed to have that one tree she decided I'm gonna just go with the tree because I need it I want to, and so that's what I'm going to do. And in return, what that did was it not only caused harm for herself and her husband, but also generations to come. And all women are now affected by the decision that Eve made. So when we are looking at our situation, we have to figure out not only how is this going to affect me, but how is this decision going to affect those in the future as well. So um, we have to believe that our minds are enough to allow us to fully blossom into who we're supposed to be and not allow it to cause damage so now let's get into the step three so step three is practice we talking about practice <laughs> so in practice practice is assimilation of who we are and how we're going to um go through the game. So when we go to practice, we're trying to be as realistic to our game and our comp- our opponent as we possibly can. So we're going to be testing the plan that we put in action in step two. We're gonna now be testing that in practice. So we're gonna find out what works, what doesn't work, um, things we need to do, what adjustments that we need to make in order to make it the best practice to get us to the game. So we um, all of us know the saying, practice makes perfect right okay so we also know that nobody's gonna be perfect right Okay, (laughs) so um, I like this saying, but I couldn't figure out why. And so as I started um, diving deeper into it and thinking uh, deeper on the saying, it brought me to the definition of perfect. And perfect means having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics to be as good as as you could possibly be. And so at the end of the day, we won't be perfect because we won't have all the elements elements, all the qualifications, all the characteristics, but we can come as close to perfect as we possibly can. And so that wasn't enough for me. So I said, let me go a little bit deeper. And so I started thinking about our mindset and the way that we think. And when you think of somebody that thinks like they're perfect and that they can do no wrong, their mindset is they're confident. They don't need nobody to tell them nothing because they already got it. They don't have any trouble with being able to step out and do whatever they feel that they're perfect in. And so I started thinking about the mindset that they have to have in order to be that type of person. And it's the mindset that makes them believe that they're perfect. And so when I was thinking about it, I'm like, we need to, practice like with a for a mindset of perfect so we know that we're not going to be perfect because we don't meet the criteria to be perfect but we can create a mindset so that we know the areas that we're lacking in we can now allow God to put his super on our natural but our mindsets will be in a place of victory so that when he puts his super on our natural he doesn't have to rebuild us back up and tell us that we can do it but we're already there standing and just knowing that he be able to push us forward into the next level. So this brings us to step four. Step four is game time. And so in step four, it's broken up into two parts. The first part is going to be the first half. So, in the first half you're you get out there, you practice, you feel perfect now, so you get out there, you start running, and you know you're exerting all your energy and everything is you feel that you are um, unstoppable to get to this this victory. so you can do one or two things if you're winning. You can feel like, oh, we got this. Like, we can start slacking off. Like, we, this is only the first half. Like, imagine what we're going to do in the second half, and y'all not even showing up, so it's fine. Or you could be losing, and you can get to a place where you're like, you know what, it's only the first half. We're losing this bad. We're down by 30. There ain't no way we finna get back up, and they're going to go to halftime, pump themselves up. It's just going to be all bad. So you can have one or two things. You can get overly excited and you start losing momentum or you can um, become discouraged and get to a place where you're now defeated and you have an entire half to go. So making sure that we're not allowing the scenery that we see around us to affect who we are and what we have to accomplish. We have to stand strong on the fact that we know what we're doing. We've created a plan. We've practiced this plan. The plan may be going as it should be going or it may not be going, but we have to keep pushing forward to get into the second half. So to get to the second half, we're talking about pushing through. So in the second half, regardless of if we're winning or if we're losing, your energy level is not going to be the same as when you first stepped out onto, um, onto the battlefield. So you're going through second half, and you have to really believe that you can make it. And so that's when your mindset is really going to have to kick in. And in second half, it's going to be mind over matter. And that's with anything that we deal with in life. It doesn't even have to be a physical thing. It could be something, we could be talking about healing, like Angela was talking about. And we can step out there and we can say, you know what, I am going to heal, I'm going to push through it. And you get out there and it's time to push through and you can't do it. Or we talked about boundaries and we get out there and he's telling us like, oh yes, I'm not going to be late. And so you push the boundary and then he's late. And then you just decide, you know what, I'm just going to do it, I'm just going to deal with it and we're just going to continue. Continue to push the boundary, and I'm going to let go of the game, and I'm not going to push through and stand strong on the things that I've already said. So that is step five. Um, so getting through step five, um, we just have to remember that. Um, being in the situation that we have to continue to revisit i'm sorry in step four we have to continue to revisit step one which is making sure why we're here why we even started on this journey and as we're going through quarter two or the second half we're being able to continue to push through and keeping the main thing the main thing Now in step five. um, Step five is going to be create a tribe. So we're going to be creating a tribe with like-minded individuals. So it is extremely crucial that when we're going through different situations in life and we're stepping out into an area that we may be weak in, that we have people around us who will hold us accountable, who will lift us up when we're needed, and they also teach us a lot about ourselves. So if you have your tribe and you you start on this journey and your tribe always got to hold you accountable they always telling you I can use myself okay so my <laughs> detox in the beginning of the year was I was going to lose weight so I started strong my first half was good the second half came and I was like it's okay we've been doing good let's just slack off well my tribe was like what you eating why you eating it? Did you go to the gym? Why didn't you go to the gym? Gi- I didn't go to the gym because I wanted to sit on the couch. <laughs> That's why I wasn't at the gym. And so just find, and that will show you that you are not mature in that area yet. So if you're ac- if your accountability and your tribe has to continuously be on your neck and be correcting your mistakes and being reminding you that you chose to be out here losing weight, we didn't choose to do that. If that was your decision. Then that shows that you're immature in that area and you still got a ways to go. But then you get to where I believe that I am now. And they have to remind you still because they are your accountability partners, but they don't have, that's not their full-time job anymore. They just check in. How you doing? You doing good? Looks like you're losing weight. So clearly you're doing something right. And you just are, you realize that now I'm starting to mature over time. And so um, I'm going to, us back to our mirrors. So with Maturity and with your accountability partners, they are like your glue. And so now they start to um, reposition your broken pieces and they start to re glue those pieces that may have been fractured and may have been broken. They start putting those pieces back together. And the older and the more mature that you get in that area, the stronger the the glue will be and the more you can move on to the next area. So the last step, step six, is going to be new levels, new devils. So in the art of detox, um, it never fully ends. You never fully get to a place where you never have to detox ever again. You just finish that level. But now it's time to move on to the next level. And so at times there will be larger pieces and larger areas that need to be detoxed than others. Some will be smaller. But one thing that I want to um, tell you guys that stood out to me was persistence hopes for change. Consistency breeds change. And persistence means the continued or prolonged existence of something. Consistency is stability, accuracy, and consistent. And so as humans in life, we crave stability. We crave security. And so we need to be um, craving and we also crave for change and we also crave to be better. So persisting something is not enough we have to make sure that we are bringing consistency with that and we're building it up so as we go through life there will be times where you've detoxed an area and now you feel like you're done but something will happen and you realize that oh I need to clean that off real quick let me go back let me re-detox that and that's what the consistency is that consistency will breed the change versus the persistence will hope for the change or have an expectation of change So I want to bring this mirror. So now we've glued our mirrors back together. We've identified our broken pieces. And so now we're left with something that looks like this. So here we have the mirror that's put together. It's re-glued, right? Okay. So it's not that cute though, it's not that cute. So the thing though that stands out to me with the mirror is you can see the full picture. But you can also see the different um, mirrors that have been created. So when I look at the different mirrors, I see your perspective and I see your testimony. So every detox that you're going through is now giving you a different perspective into that area. So not only can you now help somebody else through that area, but no one can ever take away the fact that you put in the work, you put in the time, and you went through that detox that got you to that place. And then we look at the glue right so the glue has created a little bit of a mess but nevertheless the glue is still holding it together and the glue was our accountability partners in our tribe and so we have to remember that the people that are that surround us are crucial so we have to make sure that our tribe is a tribe that reflects who we want to be and affirms who we're striving to be in order to keep that glue intact And so lastly, um, one more thing that I don't want to forget. So we talked about how it looked like a mess. But when I look at messes, I want us to remember that there are miracles in a mess. And so not only is this a mess, but it's also a miracle. You've gone through everything that you've gone through, and you're standing here today believing that you can be the best person that you can be. So believing that whatever the mess may be, there's always a miracle inside that mess and so making sure that you're not afraid to get dirty detoxing you're not clean if you've ever been through a detox like through your body naturally that is not clean at all (laughs) okay like you are no that's the furthest thing from clean but through that mess you come become healthier and you become whole and now you can push forward and be who who it is you're supposed to be so I'm a packed girl. So let's make a pact today that we will be that we will begin to breed change and we will breed and desire our change and not just hope for it. We will no longer be intimidated by the mess, but we will see the miracles inside of the mess. We are in complete control of our future, so it's up to us to actually get out there and do what it is that we need to do. So I hope you all enjoyed. From brokenness to blessings, I had a lot of fun doing the segment and it really spoke to me as well as I was studying and also as I was ministering in that segment. So I hope it touched someone and that you were able to gain some tools that you'll use to detox either at the end of this year, going into the beginning of next year, or whenever you are ready to start. Now let's go ahead and get into table talk table talk is a segment our podcast where we will just have a family discussion we have family members that will submit conversations from all over and i will bring them to the table for us to discuss as you know i am the only one at the table so i will start the conversation and we will finish on good old IG. first i just want to say thank you to everyone that was vulnerable and transparent and just submitted their questions just trying to get some clarity and get some direction so I commend you and I pray and hope that we are able to have a discussion that is beneficial for you to get these questions answered and thank you for starting the conversation. Conversation number one says living for God why is it so difficult? Difficult as in living life with boundaries and that you have to stop being in the world. First, I feel like when you give your life to Christ initially, you think that it's so drastic from the life that you are already living that now you have to become this whole new person. But at the end of the day, God knows who you are and he loved you when you were in sin, and he's not asking you to now become perfect. He's just asking you to live life as close to how he would do it. That's what we're supposed to be doing, trying to live like Christ. That's our goal. So first, I would say to change the way you view living for God. Yes, it's difficult, but Everything that's different in life and everything that has standards is going to be difficult because you feel as though you have to live up to those standards and live up to those expectations. But at the end of the day, just changing the way that you look at it, not looking at it so negatively, but looking at it as a reward. So we're choosing to abide by what God has placed in his word for us to live by for our benefits and continuing to do that. And as you see God bless and multiply things in your life and continue to do different things and touch different areas of your life, I believe it's easier for you to continue to living out that. So just really focusing on the small things, focusing on those small wins and really finding places in your life where you can see God's hand. And I believe that it will be easier for you to continue to do that because once you see the reward of that so to speak it's easier for you to continue pushing and to continue going and growing and what God has for you in life conversation number two says I've heard some of my friends mention that they've started seeing a therapist or a counselor. How do I know if the things I'm going through in my life can just be discussed and worked through with the support of my friends and or family, or if I should seek therapy or counseling? I believe that it depends on the person and also the situation. I am an advocate for counseling and therapy because I just feel like that is their expertise and they are an unbiased opinion who can help you to work through whatever situation you're going through and also they can help you to see a different side of it. I think that that was the biggest part for me when I went through counseling back in 2018. It taught me a lot about myself. And I have very supportive friends and very supportive family. But there was a piece that was missing through that support. So for me, it was necessary to go through it. So I am and always will be an advocate of it. I believe that it's extremely important for you to deal with your emotions. Because if you don't, then they're either going to you know, seep into other areas of your life and affect those areas or one day you'll have to deal with them and it's going to be way down the line and it's going to be at the most unopportune time for you to have to go through, you know, bringing up old things and opening old wounds when you can just tackle the problem now and figure it out. So like I said, I feel like it does depend on the person. It depends on the situation. It's not going to help if, you aren't open to counseling and then you put yourself into counseling, it's not going to work like that because you're not going to be receptive to the things that they're saying and the different tools that they use. And my therapist, she was extremely relatable for me. She was another African-American woman and she was also a believer. So that was something that also helped It was just nice to just have different ways of looking at things and also talking to people who can relate to me but also are unbiased and don't know me, essentially. So I am an advocate, like I said, for counseling, but I think that it's something that you could definitely explore. You can always try it if you don't like it. Try a different therapist, a different counselor, or it just may not be for you. So I hope that all of these questions were answered, and I hope that you are able to gain something from this and add it to your situation and hopefully help you to be better and help you to progress in life. So now let's get into Sweet Treat. Sweet Treat is a segment in our podcast where I would just share a small treat that I received and that I wanted to bring to the family to share. And I pray that it touches you like it touched me. This week's sleep treat is Believe Bigger. And with this topic, for me, it comes with like a testimony. So long story short, when I first went to start the podcast, I had a certain level of expectations for me to do it. I did have to step out in fear and I did have to, you know, ultimately allow my faith to be larger because as we know, faith and fear can't coexist. So I had to, you know, push my fear aside and just step out and really believe that I was supposed to be doing what I am doing. But in that, I still left a contingency plan, which now I realize wasn't fully faith. And that's why I say that I stepped out in fear because, yes, there was an element and an ounce of faith in the move, but there was still some faith and there was still some reservations in it, which is fine, but it just taught me to believe bigger and a lot of times we think of, you know, dream big. There's no dream that's too large. But the one thing that's different from dreaming and believing is A dream, you can just have a glimpse of it and you could just see yourself in that situation. But believing for something is putting your faith and putting your passion behind that vision that you saw and really start putting that into motion. And starting to not only see yourself, but making steps to make that dream now a reality. Just believe bigger. There's no dream. There's no obstacle. There's no... Anything really that is too big for God to do, so He just wants us to believe. At the end of the day, all things are possible to Him who believes. So, just making sure that you're believing bigger than other people can see, and even sometimes than you can see, and just being careful the people that you're surrounded by, or the people that you allow in in those times of vulnerability and sensitivity to your beliefs because at the end of the day you're still believing for yourself so it's easy for someone to come in and rob that belief so just making sure that you're filling yourself up and you're listening to and you're pushing out what you want to hear what you want to see and just believing that God will do the rest So I am challenging you guys for the rest of this year and going into next year just to believe bigger than what you've been believing. So the question that I'm going to leave you guys with today is what do you need to believe God for that's unexpected and that's unimaginable? Thank you so much for just tuning in and spreading the word, all your kind words, all of your advertising and promoting for me, and just your hunger to just do what it is that this podcast is here to do, it's supposed to help you become whole and help you to become a better you so that you can start affecting this world and touching as many lives as you can touch just by who you are as a person and the work that you've put into becoming who you are. So I just encourage all of you to keep pushing, keep going and don't ever give up because you're never going to be done. So don't ever give up and just continue striving for what you want and what God has for you. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that when season two comes out, you will hear all about it. Make sure that you are also following me on all social media platforms at I am Kristen Joy underscore. And don't forget, be bold, be exclusive, and be enough. Well, if I listen to you and everything you put in my ear, I'll be living like what a, shut up, could a, I, I'll be paralyzed by fear, huh, ain't that the truth, if I quit, the only way I lose, I got two choices when I do this, make moves or make excuses, huh, if you know who I'm talking about, then you got me, my biggest enemy is me, and even I can't stop me.